This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today I'll be talking about sacroiliac dysfunction. And I will be discussing epigenetics. And after that, we'll pop up in a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready for this one. All right, Bree. So what's going on? Um, we are, um, well, Michael and I are on location at Little Palm Island. We thought we were able to do this podcast last week. I should have known better that I'm not able to finish everything out at a time. So we're on our honeymoon and we're recording the podcast over Zoom. And um, so I decided in my segment of your weekly dose of BS, which I can finally say, Brianne Stevens, um, that we're going to be, I know, so excited. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about um, epigenetics. Um, I was approached by a medical device person, and this machine help scan your tissues to figure out your antioxidants levels and vitamin levels. And if you're healthier than you think you are. Um, so let's just dive into what epi- the definition of epigenetics is. Um, according to um, the Mayo Clinic, epigenetics is the study of inheritable phenotypes changes that do not involve alterations in the DNA sequence. Um, most often involves changes that affect gene activity and expression, but the term can also be used to describe any inheritable phenotype changes, such as cellular or physiological phenotype traits may result in an external or environmental factor. So which that means is like um, the way our cells age and um, how we look, how we feel could be an internal so like what you eat, what you're putting in your body or external, like pollution could cause damage to your body, your body, which we all know that the standard definition of epigenetic requires the alteration to be inheritable in the phenology of either cells or organisms. So with that being said, it made me want to do a little bit more research into this um, process. And so we have a scanner or I purchased the scanner and the scanner, you know, tells me exactly where I fall, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. Um, the best thing about this is I want, you know, if this truly does what it's supposed to do, I want um, everyone to know about this. I feel like in medicine, I've always said this, we should be proactive not reactive. If there's something I can do to help my body stay youthful and young and decrease inflammation and everything, I want to do it. So Chris, I can't wait for you to try this out because um, it's going to be perfect. Like I want you to do it. I'm going to do it. Michael's going to do it. And then just see where we all lie because then we'll be able to make changes into our bodies. And that way some people that are skeptical we will be able to prove that this is not just, oh, like a money-making scheme. I think this truly is something that we need. So that way you don't have to take a statin. You don't have to take that other pill. Or if you're taking vitamins right now, are they working or are they not working? So I'm excited for this new 
scanner that's out there. I want more doctors and more spas or, you know, different gyms to have it so people can work on their health and maybe we can stay around a lot longer. Sounds very interesting. I got a couple of questions for you. Um, so let me go back to epigenetics because uh, I'm not sure if I 100% understand that term. The way I see it is, you know, there's always that nature versus nurture conversation. You know, is is it nature or is it nurture? It made this person this way. And the answer is always, well, it's both. I kind of see epigenetics that way. You've got your DNA, which I kind of see as a series of switches. And depending on what you do to yourself, you either turn a switch on or off. And that's me is what epigenetics means. Is that is that correct? Am I close? Close. Yeah. Like, um, so of course, if someone is born with like cystic fibrosis or some kind of genetic disease factor, vitamins and supplements, there's, you're not going to, that's not going to take anything away. We all know that. But if your body has been destroyed by smoking or drinking too much alcohol <laughs> or um, just living out in the world, <laughs> taking certain vitamins and supplements and reversing the actions that you take can help revert your body back to a different state. Like if you're 75 years old, you're not going to feel 25 ever again. However, hopefully we can redo some things and reverse because your cells can regenerate. This is what we're trying to do. Help, help you stay healthier because certain things, once you lose it, you lose it. It will never come back. So yeah, there's a, there's a silver lining in that, right? So we used to kind of think, well, DNA is just kind of like a deck of, you know, a uh, deck of cards, not deck of cards, okay, hand your delts. And that's what you got. There's not much you can do about it. But this is more like, okay, we, we have our DNA sequence, but environmental factors and what you input into the system may have a you know positive or negative outcome. <clears throat> so yeah. we can yeah. affect our so DNA. So that's why I was like, I'm excited about this. I think this would be really good for people. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll get on it. And then um, we'll do a... On our Instagram, I'll definitely post videos of Chris actually taking the test and what his results are. I bet you they're going to be a lot worse than he thinks it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we'll get all the viewers. And that way, if you want to get yourself scanned, um, you can contact me and I can direct you in the right place. So I think this is going to be a really good thing, especially in Southwest Florida. And review what what it does it scan? Is it carotenoids? What is it that it scans? It does it. Um, so it's not it's not invasive. There's mm -hmm. no pain at all. It's a laser that you put your hand over the machine, and it yeah it tests the carotenoids to see about your antioxidants. Okay, so it's really a measure of how many antioxidants you have, like on your skin surface, in a sense. Yeah, and it's not just like let's say you went and binge drink for a weekend because some somebody was getting married. It's not just over the weekend. It's literally years because it uh, by the time the damage has gotten to your skin tissue it's been a while it's been there a while all right so if you've been good about eating your fruit and veg you should be doing pretty well in, the, in your carotenoid not level. necessarily because as we all know sometimes when you cook fruits and vegetables and that's what people think sometimes when you cook it the minerals and the antioxidants they go away so depending on how you eat it and how you cook your fruits and vegetables and the amount of, that you actually intake in a day, 
because not everybody absorbs everything the same. So everybody's score, everyone's score will be different. So that's why I was like, people are thinking, oh, I take these supplements. No, not all supplements are made the same. Certain supplements are just good enough to get put on the market. And then other supplements are better, but still not the purest form that it should be. Right. I mean, there's always questions of absorption levels with supplements. It's always better to get it from your food. Uh, But I kind of see supplements like an insurance plan. Like if you just are missing things in your diet and you're taking like a multivitamin, for example, you're at least going to get something of whatever it is that you're missing. You hope you do. That's the thing about this test. So you'll see once you get the scan done, you'll see where your level falls. You can either change it or keep it the same and then you can get retested because your body will not lie. Well, I do know that, well, I'm pretty sure that red wine is high in antioxidants. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) It depends on what kind you buy. (laughs) Awesome. Good. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the scanner and checking it out and being frightened by my results. (laughs) Oh, well, when I get back from my honeymoon, we will definitely do that. All right. Sounds good. What's going on? Rehab corner. In, in the rehab corner, I got kind of a big topic, sacroiliac dysfunction. I'm going to do my best to condense this down. <clears throat> so let me start off with, what, with what it is and where the name comes from. So it's uh, so it's basically your pelvis and sacrum meet. That's where the pain is. So it's your sacrum and the iliac crest of your pelvis. That's the location. So it's kind of, if you know where your sacrum is, it's along that line. It's usually pain that you can kind of point to. Uh, it's pretty common. It's hotly contested in the physical therapy world. There's one camp that says it doesn't exist. One says it totally exists, uh, probably because there's not a lot of motion in that joint. So all right, let me back up a little bit. So <clears throat> picture the pelvis. The pelvis is like that heart-shaped bone, and it's really two bones that move slightly back and forth when you walk. And then in the middle of that heart-shaped bone is your sacrum driven in between like a wedge. So the idea is if you develop uh, an instability on one side or have too much joint play between the pelvis and sacrum, it can irritate structures, uh, probably the ligaments, maybe the nerves, and it can cause lots of pain. Um, So the the pain is backsided by your sacrum. Sometimes it does uh, radiate into the groin. It could even radiate down your leg and sort of mimic sciatica. Um, so that's basically the set of symptoms. You get a lot of people that will complain about sitting in a car for too long hurts, uh, anything asymmetrical will hurt, like doing a lunge or, uh, even, even walking can be really painful with this. Um, so those are the symptoms. And so the question is, well, why does this happen? Well, really it's typically an imbalance somewhere in the system. So if you picture uh, muscles that attach to the, the pelvis, I mean, you got a lot of them, but I'll just keep, kind of keep it basic. You got the thigh muscles in the front, the hamstrings in the back, and you got your back muscles in the back and then your, your abs and hip flexors in the front. So if anywhere in that system, something is imbalanced, uh, it can cause this to happen. So a lot of times it's a tightness issue. A lot of times it's a weakness issue. And more often than not, it's a combination of both. So if you picture one hamstring being like super tight compared to the other side, with every step you take, it's going to pull on your pelvis in a certain direction. And this is one of those repetitive motion type of things. So say, you know, the hamstring is super tight and you go for, you know, 
get your 10,000 steps in every day, every single step you take is going to be pulling backwards on the pelvis and causing little sort of micro irritations to the point where it could potentially even overstretch the ligaments that attach between the pelvis and sacrum. This is, uh, it's really common with pregnancy. So the more uh, pregnancies you have, the more likely you are to develop this because when you're pregnant, your body secretes a hormone called relaxin, which basically just loosens up the ligaments that holds the pelvis and, and sacrum together in preparation for delivery. Uh, and then the thing is ligaments, they, they do firm back up, but they're not quite the same as they once were. They're not perfect anymore. So the more pregnancy you have, the, the more uh, imbalance can occur in this joint. Um, so the good news is that you can kind of self-correct it. Um, it's kind of complicated to explain, you know, via podcast, but I'll put a link in the show notes. There's a simple thing you can do with a dowel rod. You put between your knees, sort of push-pull mechanism, and you can reset the pelvis. So that will usually put you into a better position, but at the end of the day, you're gonna to have to rebalance the system, right? So if you have this sort of chronically and just resetting the pelvis doesn't take care of it, you're gonna to have to find out what's going on, what's tight, what, what is asymmetrical in the system, and you, and you just address that. So that's sort of the nuts and bolts of it. And that's what I got. <laughs> Are you there? Yes, a couple sweets, perfect. I'm here, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I will, thank you. Bye. Sorry, I had it on mute and I thought the video was on, so I was like waving to you and then I was like, crap, my video's <laughs> not on. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. Um, so could you cut that part out? Yeah. And then I can say, oh, that sounds amazing, Chris, because I know I get sciatica pain every once in a while. Okay. And start now. Say that. Go. Chris, that's very informative. I know I get sciatica pain every once in a while. I'm like, be sitting in my car and all of a sudden this sharp pain just be shoots down my butt. And um, the only thing that makes it feel better is like if I get an adjustment or if I like stretch it and... um. I know, I know, I noticed when I started doing lower back exercises, that helped, helped it go away. So I guess strengthening my glute and back, low back muscles kind of helps with it. Yeah. I mean, if you, if the issue's a weakness issue, then strengthening the structures that are weak are definitely going to help it. Uh, sounds like you're stretching probably piriformis. It's a really common one. Um, so sitting in the car and having pain is like common with sacroiliac pain, but it's also common with a couple other things too. So it's not like, a, oh, that's me. <laughs> I have pain when I sit in the car. It, then it's definitely SI dysfunction. SI is short for sacroiliac. Um, but it could be that. That's one of those things we need an evaluation for. Um, so for you, I think, I think we've discovered your glute on one side is weak and then the piriformis sort of compensates. I think that might be your issue. That's um, my issue. Yeah. Yeah. We discovered. I mean, everything's my issue. I look at anything and I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is with physical therapy, so many things are, uh, you're looking at patterns, right? There's a lot of things that overlap. So you, you just, you basically have to look at the overall pattern because piriformis, like shortening or adaptive shortening, we're going to call it, is really common with SI dysfunction as well. Because sometimes if you're unstable in that sacred leg joint, the, the uh, piriformis attaches to your sacrum and your femur. So it's just, it's sometimes it'll shorten up to sort of guard the area and sort of pull it back together a way of it trying to create stability. 
So sometimes there's like a true piriformis syndrome and sometimes it's more of a reactive piriformis syndrome. So that, that's where you have to really get an evaluation to determine what's going on. Oh, that sounds great. I think everyone should, I, you know, I tell all my patients, physical therapy, physical therapy, physical therapy is like the best thing for any aches and pains. I would rather try that first before I do any surgeries or anything like that. So yes. I love it. I think that's good advice for all of our listeners. And I'm ready to pop open a bottle because I have so much fun things to talk about or so many fun things to talk about because I just got married. Yes, you did. And it was a blast. And my daughter was the flower girl. Well, that's, and she uh, walked that's... down the aisle. We got the dress on and she walked down the aisle. So I am proud of her. Yes, we'll discuss that in detail. So let's go ahead and pop open that bottle. Okay, Brie, what are you drinking? I'm going to be guessing uh, rosé once again. Nope. Um, I am drinking a red today. It's a cab. It's called Michael Mendavi. Um, it's so yummy. Uh, his dad gave it to us for a gift earlier this year, and I'm just now breaking into it. It has a wonderful, beautiful body. Um, the label's gorgeous. This is a 2007 that I'm drinking. It's from Napa Valley. Um, but, like, I love cabs. They're, like, one of my favorites. But I don't like the heavy cabs. This one's not too heavy. It reminds me of a Malbec, kind of, but. Nice. I am drinking the Federalist Cab. Uh, kind of one of my staples. I love it. Uh, Californian. You probably wouldn't like it. It is kind of on the heavy side, but I like that. Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah. That's not me. Um, the Federalist. I don't think I've ever had that one before. It's a public special. <laughs> a couple gems in, in uh, Publix. It's one of those. So I kind of nice. <laughs> I kind of go between whatever's on special. Sometimes the Josh, sometimes the Federalist. <laughs> sometimes sometimes the you gotta do what you got to do. Exactly. <laughs> so all right, awesome wedding. So I know we usually talk about are just shooting the shit first. However, I would like to start off with the good news of today. And it has been a over a week since Michael and I have tied the knot. We are Mr. and Mrs. Michael Stevens now. And no one caught COVID for my wedding. That's fantastic news. I feel good. No That's cough. perfect. That's the best thing. We also did a lot of safety precautions. People were social distancing, kind of, sort of. Um, but, but people had masks. I provided masks. We took temperature checks at the door. We had hand sanitizer. Like we did everything that we could have done to help prevent it and it worked. And I am over the moon for it because my parents didn't get sick. My godfather didn't get sick. No one got sick. So I'm just like, yay, this makes me feel good. It also gives me hope that you can still have social gathering in the responsible way and still have fun uh, I know. and I not be stuck in your house. It felt so good to feel normalcy for once. And I'm just glad I can still smell and taste my yeah. wine. <laughs> Exactly, because then that would have been a problem for our podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All uh, right, Chris, so what's going on like in life in general? Besides my wedding was amazing. We can talk about that today. Well, okay, well, so first of all, like big shout out to your family. They're all so cool. Your sister's cool as hell. Uh, and I also, I got to sit next to a bunch of your cousins, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Right? 
and so was my wife and I and a bunch of cousins, and none of them drank. And you guys were serving Opus One for table wine, which is amazing. <laughs> and I was like, really? Nobody? Wait, wait, let's backtrack. We weren't serving Opus One. His dad got really happy at the rehearsal dinner and ah, served Opus One. Right. Michael and I cannot afford that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Stevens Sr. That, that was amazing. Yes. And I was like, really? No one wants this? Okay. So I, I topped my glass off pretty high and I was a happy camper. So yeah, we had a blast. Greenville is an awesome city. My first time there, but my family's first time there. We loved it. It's a gorgeous town. We're looking at property there. I I'm love like that's why like it was such a hard transition for me to move to Naples. I love I love Naples because I love my husband. Yes, that's right. He's my husband now. So I love Naples because I love my husband. I love his family. I, I love the friends that I've met here. I love my job. Um, this is why I love Naples. But sometimes Naples, it really isn't the friendliest place that I've come to like notice. But like, I think it's because of where I came from. Greenville, South Carolina, literally you will be in a bar and someone will come up to you and be like, hey, you look cool. Let's have a shot. Or, hey, do you want to come join us on this bar hop? Like, you don't have to know anyone. And they just, it's, it feels like home. Everyone treats you like family and it's the cutest little town, the sweetest town. It's a city now because it's growing, is like the most up and coming city in South Carolina. So that is my little rant. But like I said, I love Naples. I'm, it's growing on me now that I'm meeting people through work and through Michael. Um, but Greenville is, will always have my heart. Yeah. So that's totally happened to my wife and I. We went out one night. And we're just sitting there, just I was having a Guinness, and uh, a couple of girls come up, hey, y'all hey, look cool, we want to party with you. So <laughs> we just like, Jess and Kara, I'm talking to you guys. Uh, great meeting you, that was so much fun. Uh, yeah, people just so friendly there. I'm not used to that. See, I'm from, I'm from the North, where everyone just kind of keeps themselves, they're you know, chill, but they do their own thing. And maybe that's why you feel that way down here, it's a lot of Northerners removed. And, and that's probably <laughs> what it is. That is probably what it is. Uh, I don't know. I think Naples is awesome. So speaking of, we're going to do our restaurants, right? I don't know if you're doing a Naples restaurant or something. No, I'm going to talk about the keys. I'm switching up a little bit because we're in Little Palm Island right now. So um, the restaurant that is on the island um, is amazing. It's, I can't remember the exact name because honestly, I've just been drinking this whole time. But it's beside the monkey bar. The island is not taking reservations right now because it got hit hard with Irma. So they just reopened. And then they're pretty much fully booked pretty much all the way out until January right now. But once January, like once season's over, I think they'll start taking more reservations from people not staying on the island. Um, but the food is amazing. I literally had a hamburger and I've never had, this was the best hamburger I've had in my life. The truffle fries were good. We had steak was good. The potatoes were good. Like I had, I don't know how many bacon biscuits, like <laughs> we've been eating because this is the only restaurant on the island. It takes like 10 minutes to get off of the island by boat. So we're like, we're not going back and trying to drive somewhere else. We're just going to stay here. It was the best thing. Um, I'm in love with this restaurant. So you're just like a few islands away from Key West, right? Yeah. So Little Palm takes four hours to get there from Naples with my driving. And then Key West is four and a half. So it's about a 30, 40 minute drive from Key West. Wait, is that saying your driving is slow or fast? I don't, I don't know the distance. I drive fast. Okay. I drive fast. 
So the GPS says about four and a half hours too. So Little Palm is right, is near Little Torch Key. Um, and then after we leave here, we're going to Sunset Key, which is another private island that is right off of um, Key West. And that only takes like five minutes to get to by boat. Um, but I heard they had a really cool restaurant there too. So I'll have to let y'all know about that. You guys are so fancy. Uh, there's we're one restaurant. Well, we're supposed to be in Italy. So this is the closest Italy I can get is by drinking this wine. True. This is your honeymoon. Uh, I, there is an, uh, a restaurant in Key West that I love that whenever we go, my wife and I hit, it's called Louis Backyard. Have you been there? Oh, I, we were thinking about going there because we were trying to like make reservations to all these places each night. But then I told Michael, let's not make reservations just in case we fall asleep and <laughs> we don't make it in time. Uh, oh. You missed out. That's I mean, Every time I go, I make sure to hit it. The food is fantastic. It's gorgeous, right? Like literally right on the water. There's trees built into the deck. It's just like cool string. I'm a total sucker for string lights. There's string lights everywhere. Um, yeah, awesome place. But moving on. So in Naples, uh, I went to a place I hadn't been. It's, you know, I'm still, I've only been here for five years. It's probably new to me, but super old news to a lot of people. Place I thought was really cool. Uh, and I only had an appetizer, but it was just the, the atmosphere was really cool. It's called the Old Naples Pub. Have you been there? No, I haven't. It's like uh, kind of in the alley behind Third Street, or, you know, maybe it's on Stone Street. I don't know. It feels a block away from Third. Um, and it's just like the, the whole patio has got like this roof that's like three stories up with these big pillars and vines growing through it. It just, it looks like it's been there for ages and the, the bar is all wooden. It, just, it kind of reminds me of Cape Cod Mass and uh, I just, I loved it. So the Old Naples Pub, check that place out. I will have to, you know, I like finding new restaurants to go to, so that's perfect. Well, cool. All right, you got some questions for me or what? Yes. Are you ready to embarrass me? I mean, it's not my fault you don't know the answer to these questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let me pull them up real quick. All right. Oh my gosh, there was, this reminds me of something else, a little video of this little boy was reading a, a word a word problem. And he was like, Jimmy has $1, two nickels and two pennies. How much money does Jimmy have? And he goes, ha ha, Jimmy broke. <laughs> that, was, that was the funniest thing to me. He was so cute. I saw it on Instagram somewhere, but shout out to his mama because he got a good sense of humor. Um, okay, so first question how many times you can subtract the number five from 25? Infinite. I, don't th I think you want to think about that question one more time. Why? <laughs> I mean, you can subtract as many times as you want. How many times can you subtract the number five from 25? Yeah, an infinite amount of times. Are you saying staying staying out of the negative world? Is that what you mean? Nope. Okay. It's right. one. Oh, God, I hate these <laughs> questions. God damn it. Because <laughs> it's like after you subtract from 25, five, uh, you have 20. So you can't. <laughs> I thought I was like, I was, I was way like, too confident in that. I thought. A little too fast. You were too cocky. I was too confident. <laughs> All right. All right. right. Next question. 
What is the easiest way to throw a ball, have it stop, and completely reverse the direction after traveling a short distance? Just throw it in the air. You got it right. <laughs> throw the ball straight up. So you can throw it, have it stop, and then completely reverse the direction after traveling a short distance. Yes. Good job, Chris. You Thank thought you. about that one. I like I like <laughs> physics ones. <laughs> of course you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Imagine you are sinking. I think I already asked you that. I know this one. Just stop okay, imagining it. I know another one. Yeah. Some months. Wait, wait. <laughs> some months have 30 days and some have 31. How many have 28? That seems super easy. I'm afraid to answer it. Some have 30, some have 31, and one, ha- oh, and some has 28, it says? Some months have 30 days, and some have 31. How many have 28? It can't be as easy as one. I feel like you asked this one before. Oh, all of them. Good job, Chris. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm getting better at these. Either that or you already asked me that one. <laughs> um, this is the last one. All right. If you are in a dark room with a candle, a wooden stove, and a gas lamp, you only have one match. So what do you do? Wait a minute. So you only have one match. So what do you do to light first? Which one do you light first? This person who wrote this, I get, I'm getting this off the internet. Their grammar is horrible. It's not me. So let me rephrase this in Brian's terms. All right, thank you. All right. You are in a dark room with a candle, a wooden stove, and a gas lamp. Um, you have one match. Which one would you light first? Well, it has to be the match. <laughs> right? It has you to be the match. Right. You light the match. Good job. Good All job. Right. That, was, that was an easy one. Was it? I'll so. find some harder ones for next time. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, well, so I think next week we should do a hip episode. Well, at least I want to do a hip episode. And I think we're going to invite our guest, Holly, to come on. You remember Holly, right? I remember Holly. We could do a hip episode and be all, we can be like hip. And I don't know where I'm going with that. But I do want to say this. Guess what I have? What do you have? I finally have the merchandise for our giveaway. So remember a couple of episodes ago, my friend Christina Lowry came on about Clemson All In. It's a charity event that's associated with Clemson University. The proceeds go to them to like their charity of their choice. And we got the merchandise. It is a hat. Check out our Instagram page because you will see it. Um, so for the contest, I need you to follow our Instagram page, subscribe to our um, podcast, either on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you listen to. But the main thing is on Insta so that way I can see you. Um, I also need you to like and I need you to DM me the code word. So this week I'll say the code word and the next week I'll say the code word and the week after that we'll do a drawing 
and I will mail you the hat. Um, I'll put it on Instagram so you can see what it looks like. It's really cute. It's a white hat with their their logo. It's a tiger. Um, and I love these contests. I think we should do these more often. Um, All right. So yeah. if anyone wants us to mention them in this podcast and they have something they want to give away, just let us know and we will hook it up. Okay, I'm putting you in charge of the merchandise and all that stuff, all the contests. I like that. I will do it. I know you will. I think it's fun. I, that's why you're in charge. I love games. <laughs> I love games, and I love picking people and letting them win. Um, but yeah, next week we could totally do a hip episode. Um, Holly is amazing. I can't wait to have her on. And then um, I feel like I'll say the code word, which I feel like the code word should be all in. That is what it's going to be all in. Um, and then next week I'll say it again. And then after that, we will give you some more information. We're also going to do scan Chris next week with um, my scanner from Pharmanex to see how his ratios are doing with his antioxidants and vitamins. To see how because screwed he up I am. He's healthier than he is. I mean, mine was horrible. So I started taking my vitamins like last week and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to do it in a month and see what they turn out to be. I eat my fruit and veg. I'm really good about that. Actually, ever since I read about the 800 gram challenge, I, not that I always do the 800 gram challenge, but I am much more conscious about getting greens in me, getting veg, all kinds the of fruit issue veg. is it's not just when you cook it, sometimes it takes away the nutrients. So oh, that is the issue. Because we're thinking we're eating all healthy, but we're not. It's the raw vegetables that we need to be putting in our body. Right. Yeah. So I make a lot of salads, all raw, and then you know I have salad. The lettuce thing got shit. It no, no. Depends on the lettuce, right? Broccoli. If you get like a Boston uh, lettuce, okay, like an iceberg. Arugula. Yeah, spinach. Yeah, like the dark leafy greens. Dark leafy greens. Spinach, arugula. Yeah, that has a lot of good healthy stuff in there. Yeah, but like an iceberg, yeah, like it's like yeah. air and water. <laughs> so i'm so excited you guys so um i think that's it chris do you have anything else you want to say no let's wrap this one up what do you say i say i had the best time popping a bottle of wine with you because i'm on vacation and it's amazing um i love you guys i'm just in a happy mood because i'm on my honeymoon so next week i might not be as happy because i'll be back to reality but yep. we'll see come on back to the grind all right this is dj dr chris and it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. And this is Poppin' Bottles. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.